other moves that the Rockets made that were significant, or at least I would say significant to the makeup of the team, is that there's no more no more Gary Bird. The Gary Bird era is over, and Bruno Fernando, who we touted early on in the season, uh, before he came back uh, as the you know their their best pick and roll big man. And both of the and Garrison Matthew are arguably their best outside shooter. You could make the case anyway, uh, him or Eric Gordon. And both of these guys are going as well. Traded to the Hawks. The Hawks sent a, a few second round picks. Well, how many? How many second round picks was it? Two. Uh, in addition to a couple of players, I think it was Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or coming back to to the Rockets. What's your reaction to that? How all of that plays out? Uh, the the obvious thing for me. I'll let you speak to this as we mentioned Bruno as their, you know, main pick and roll big. What it obviously does, no more of that three big man rotation that I think frustrated a lot of people to watch between Bruno, Garuba, and obviously Alvin Shingun starting. Um, no more Bruno, and of course Boban I think is more than likely going to be waived uh, to create the roster spot for uh, all the moves that they made at the deadline. So, what's your reaction? They are so, uh, Bo- Boban. They're gonna, so they're going to waive Boban to make room for the the two guys for I mean because they have to make room because they they traded three guys today they brought in four so they have to make they have to waive one guy to so that they can add the, the four guys right. that they brought in they're going to waive uh, Boban to add everybody and then I imagine they'll waive Wall and we'll see about uh, about Danny Green and then once they have a roster spot they assuming uh, Boban clears waivers they would look to bring Boban back. That's what it sounds. That's what Jonathan Vegas said. That's what Fagan said. They're going to, to try to do um, just on this. Yeah, but way, he doesn't, I was going to say he doesn't, at the very least, he doesn't factor into the rotation though. So yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's there for the vibes, but uh, just on this trade, they, they basically just bought two second round picks because you look at just the salaries of, of Matthews and um, of Fernando they are less than what Holiday and Kaminsky make. Therefore, you know, I, I don't know what it'll wind up being, you know, because, you know, you have to prorate these deals. But, you know, I think Justin Holiday was in the, I think those two players made around $8 million, something like that this season, whereas Matthews and uh, and Bruno were around five something. Uh, so I, I basically just, you take the difference and you're getting the second round pick. So I think that's basically yeah. the reason. For that trade, you move a couple deck chairs and yet you add a couple second round picks in the process. And, you know, that's something that they have been doing lately. You remember when they traded down uh, in, in the draft from, I think it was 26 to 29. I believe they added two second round picks there. They made that trade with Oklahoma City during training camp. They added the second round pick in that. And then they obviously get the two second round picks from Atlanta in this trade today. I mean, second round picks don't matter a whole lot. I mean, you're seeing teams give up five second round picks just to to make some of these trades work. But they are they're nice to have and and they can be beneficial for you um, in the long run. So basically, that trade was about adding, you know, a couple second round picks uh, and uh, taking on a little extra salary. I wouldn't expect Justin Holiday or. Frank Kaminsky to have much of a role moving forward. I, they might be able to help out at, at some point, but you know, uh, I think it was just for them about adding the second round picks. And it also, what it, what it allows the Rockets to do, both Matthews and Fernando had non-guaranteed contracts for next year. 
my guess is they probably would have picked those up just because they weren't for a whole lot of money. But now that decision is made for you. And so the Rockets go into the summer with, you know, around $60 million in cap space. So I just think that it keeps the Rockets from having to make a decision on what to do with Matthews and with Fernando uh, going into next year. Yeah, as you said, basically purchasing a couple of second round picks and then for the Hawks, obviously framed as, you know, a cost saving move. They they offload some salary. They give up, uh, you know, and then give up a couple of second round picks to do so. And, and, and it also sounds like they wanted Matthews and they've had Fernando. You know, I, I believe the Hawks drafted Fernando and he played for them uh, a couple of years ago. So they, they've got some background with Fernando. I do think that they wanted a shooter. Uh, to to really help out that offense a little bit. I don't know how much he'll play for them, but it does sound like the Hawks really wanted uh, Matthews. Yeah, not the Hawks trade that I think everybody uh, might have been anticipating leading up to the deadline, but it's the Hawks trade, the 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 Rockets Haw- Hawks trade that you'll get, I suppose. But yeah, again, but the way I look at it more so than anything is just in the immediacy. It's it's them. All in may be a stretch, but just by sheer numbers, since Boban doesn't really factor into the rotation, it means to me that Garuba is clearly their their backup center at this point. Um, so, so there's a thing. I, I think that's what stands out to me with between Eric Gordon being traded and more specifically Bruno Fernando being traded. It somewhat elevates, and I know KJ Martin already had a prominent role on this team throughout the season, and we've seen his improvement. It's been it's really been outstanding to a large degree. Uh, but it, it, it to me, puts it a little bit more of a prominent role for both K.J. Martin as the kind of permanent permanent being for this season, three-man, and Garuba being the backup center, no more of the, hey, what's the, what's the three-man center rotation thing? So adds a little bit clarity in the rotations, I think, that, uh, that I feel like a lot of people grow impatient with unnecessarily, but grow impatient with uh, nonetheless. And so, and so it just kind of clears up a little bit of, a little bit of log jam there. Uh, two things real quick. Give Tillman Fertitta some credit because again, he took on some salary to get the two second round picks. So uh, we do need to mention that, you know, he was willing to take on the money. He did this with the Oklahoma city trade back in October as well. You know, people have mentioned that, you know, he might not always look to spend money when he needs to. He has with this trade, you know, he took on money in order to, to make this trade work and to add a couple of, you know, not great assets, but assets. Nonetheless, you bring up Garuba as the backup center. I do think obviously that clears out a body for him. And so that gives him an opportunity to play a little bit more. I also want to see how much more do they go small? And you've yeah. seen this a little bit. We haven't seen it a lot, but you've seen this a little bit to where, you know, they one of the games when, when Shingu didn't play and they still had Garuba and Fernando healthy, who did they start against a Detroit team that plays bigs? They started Jabari, Jabari Smith Jr. So yep. we, we have seen them uh, have Tari Eason defend Rudy Gobert at times uh, in the last you know few weeks. So I am interested to see if they look to play small just to see how that looks. And so Jayshon State, uh, it should be mentioned since you're talking about that, Jayshon Tate is still on the team and he's somebody that can, you know, a a broad shoulder guy that can body up with, with bigger guys to, to be a shorter player. So there's another one. And one other guy to bring up too, whose role should increase over these last, you know, uh, 27 games, Josh Christopher. Uh, He really does, you know, he has there there's a there's a lane for him to get consistent minutes it hasn't been great a lot of times this season it has been better of late but now there's nobody really standing in his way because you look at how the starting lineup has looked 
KJ Martin has been starting already. So they need, I mean, this is the whole point guard thing too. I mean, they are really playing without a point guard right now. They have three guys that I think they really trust at that position with Gordon um, Tate and, uh, and uh, who's the other one and Porter who's, who's not even playing. So, I mean, that, that puts well, a lot on. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say tie tie, but I know we're not talking about the last game, but dude, I, 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 I did want to get to this because they traded Eric Gordon. They didn't get a point guard. And in their last Justin game, Justin Holiday will probably play some for them. So, well, really, okay, I, I was, okay. So they did get Justin Holiday, but 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 still, though, point point remains that they traded Eric Gordon while needing a point guard. Eric Gordon, I know, is not a traditional point guard, but does a little point guard stuff or did a little point guard stuff for them. And quietly, man, is because as hectic of a game as that was, or as as exciting of a game that, as that was against the Kings in the last one. Dude, I didn't realize that there were DNPs for uh like was something going on with either Ty Ty Washington or or Dacia Nix to why they, they didn't, didn't play? They, no, I don't think they really were in the rotation at all. I mean, I, I think that's they didn't, no, they, they didn't play. They didn't play that yeah, and I mean, what I'm, I'm saying. Talking I'm talking Monday up until garbage time. They really weren't a factor uh in in that game against the Kings either. So I I mean all the, they're, all the more. they're basically they're they're basically playing nine guys right now, but obviously now, I mean, they're going to get an opportunity to play as well. And so I'm I'm really interested to see tomorrow in Miami what the starting lineup looks like. I mean, I, I can yeah. tell you, Jalen Green will be in there. Uh, you will see um, KJ Martin will be in there. Jabari Smith will be in there. Alfred Shinkun will be in there. But that fifth spot, I mean, we we have seen it recently. It's been Knicks. Knicks hasn't been playing. So I will it be Knicks? Will it be Washington? Who knows what happens with Justin Holiday? So it, it becomes a very and because not me Porter. Porter's not going to be back. Who knows when Porter? Porter probably doesn't come back uh, until after the All Star break. So that's you know one of the interesting aspects moving forward is just how just they're going to give some minutes to some to some really young guys, and well, I'll be interested to see uh, how how they handle that. Yeah, that that's just what stands out to me is that they're not particularly good at point guard, and the two guys on the team that are point guards, not counting Kevin Porter Jr., obviously, because he's heard the two healthy guys on the team were not factored into the rotation. And and Eric Gordon's been shipped out. So, yeah, you mentioned Justin Holiday. Hell, he's probably going to have to play if these other guys aren't going to, because uh, outside of that, you don't really have much in the way of ball handlers, uh, you know, unless you play one of those other guys. So, yeah, the starting lineup and the rotations themselves is particularly, as much as I said, the the center thing is is clarified or cleared up. The log jam is cleared up. The guards are going to be really interesting to see how they navigate that up until Kevin Porter Jr. comes back. And and I don't think we have a better sense for when that is exactly.